RadioInfluence.com. You are sitting ringside with David Penzer on Radio Influence. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another edition of City Ringside. My name is David Penzer, and as always, I am so happy that you are here to listen to this thing we call a podcast. Interesting week, ladies and gentlemen. Baseball's back. Football's gonna back by the time this drops. As a matter of fact, as I'm taping, we're 30 minutes away from the first game in a bunch of fantasy leagues, including um, an Impact versus NFL Experts League. We got uh, me and uh, Tommy Dreamer, Brian Myers, uh, Eric Young, the world champion, and um, the head of uh, production, Eric Tompkins. Uh, and we have a league against Adam Rank from NFL Fantasy Live, James Jones. From they used to play with the uh, Green Bay Packers wide receiver David Carr, former uh, Houston Texans quarterback, uh, and a couple of new NFL fantasy livers, uh, Mike Florio and Kimmy Chicks. So, um, so that should be fun. And that draft, usually my drafts last about an hour and a half. That draft, 42 minutes. 42. I, my head was spinning. I've never been. These guys, obviously, they do a lot more drafts than I do because they're experts. Um, uh, yeah. Afterwards, uh, Adam Rank texted me and said, was that too fast for you? And I'm like, hey, I wanted to play with the big boards. I got to take it. Anyway, a little inside, ins- inside, inside on that league. And we'll talk a little bit about that league. Not too much uh, in the weeks and months to come. I hope that I could uh, do a decent job um, since I've been bragging to everybody about being good at fantasy football. Knock on wood. I hope I can pull that this one off. But it, that's stiff competition. I'm also in Tommy Dreamers League. So um uh, we'll be talking about that as well. Tommy Dreamer has a league and invited me in. So uh, two new leagues and my two old leagues uh, that I've been in for over a decade. So fantasy football is rolling around. And uh, if you play, um, hit me up on Twitter. Uh, not only talk wrestling on Twitter, but I love to talk fantasy football. I love to talk baseball. Uh, at David Penzer, all one word. At David Penzer, all one word. Uh, caught uh, most of um, of all out this last weekend and um, uh, didn't like that bump that, uh, that, that Matt Hardy took, but glad to see this week that he, that he's okay. They're doing some interesting things with uh, tweeners, you know, Adam, Adam Cole, uh, not Adam Cole, um, hangman Adam page and, and Kenny Omega and the young bucks. And you don't know who's heel, you know, even uh, the, the, the old revival, you know, you don't know who's heel really and who's baby face. So that's interesting to see how that'll work his way out. And of course, the guy formerly known as Rusev made his return. And um, so that's a big signing. So congratulations to them and uh, good for Rusev. And uh, you never know, maybe you see his lovely bride uh, in AEW sometime soon. But I thought the pay-per-view was okay. I, I do understand that it was extremely, extremely hot that night and humid. So uh, it took its toll on some of the, the work. But um, I enjoyed it and uh, and thought that uh, from what I saw of it, didn't see it all, that they did a good job. Um, also... Uh, want to remind you that um, in the weeks to come on this podcast, we're going to have Impact World Champion Eric Young. We're going to have Colt Cabana from said AEW. And we're also going to have the week before Bound for Glory. He is a true indie uh, indie wrestler. He is not signed with any company. He has, is appearing, as you know, on Impact through Bound for Glory and uh, hopefully after that. And he is also I rumored to have been at the Ring of Honor tapings um, that air in about a month here that we talked to Jay Lethal about a couple of weeks ago. So uh, that's not a work, guys. He's not signed with anybody, and he's going wherever he wants to go. And so we're going to speak to him. And speaking of indie wrestlers, I wanted to do something a little bit different this week on the podcast. Um, you know, we, 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 we look at guy at the talent that AEW has that, you know, Jay Lethal was on a couple of weeks ago talking about how, uh, they're still getting paid. Uh, Impact is still running, as you know. WWE is still running, as you know. Um, so we focus a lot on those promotions because those are the promotions running. Um, there's a lot of guys uh, that may actually make a living, especially up in the Northeast on the indie scene. You know, you could do some weekends during the summer. You could do four, five, six shows during the course of a weekend. Say you average with with, with photos, selling photo ops and stuff, 200 
uh, this is on the low side, but say average $250 a show, you know, you're still making a decent living in a three day weekend. Um, so, uh, thought I'd reach out to, uh, somebody who's never really had an opportunity to be in, um, in, in a major promotion. Uh, I know he toyed around WCW a little bit trying out, but nothing ever came of that. So I'd call him an indie lifer. Uh, he's also a pretty successful actor when it comes up in the Northeast when they he's been in movies and he was in The Wrestler and um, he's been in a lot of commercials that you see if you live in the Northeast. So he's been able to parlay that in, into some interest. Um, but he's an indie lifer. His name is Andrew Anderson. And in just a moment, we're going to be talking to Andrew about what it's like to make a living on the indie scene. And all of a sudden, COVID comes and that goes away. And also talk a little bit in depth with him about uh, some of these guys, some of these legends, you know, a lot of these guys that have Hall of Fame rings that um, that, you know, didn't, you know, can't live without having some sort of income coming in. You know, we talk about the fact that Andrew was in the movie The Wrestler. Uh, these guys, these legends were having a, a, an amazing year with uh, Comic Cons and and conventions and, and, you know, with the WWE Network, you know, showcasing their stuff. Um, they were having an, they had an amazing year last year and we're off to a great start. Guys like Greg the Hammer Valentine, the Nasty Boys, Road Warrior Animal, Brutus the Barber Beefcake, people like that. I'm not saying all of those guys need to get a paycheck every week, but I'm, I know for a fact, and uh, we'll talk about knobs in particular. Some of these guys need you know need need income, and wrestling is all they know. So you know this has been um, you know traumatic to say the least for them. Uh, and, and I just I thought that was an interesting topic that nobody really talks about. So I thought we'd talk about it this week. A little change in format only for one week. We'll be right back to the uh, regular format next week for sure. But um, hope you enjoy it. Just a little chat with the indie lifer uh, and his experiences um, dealing with uh, the professional wrestling business once the crowds went away. Because, you know, if you're Impact Wrestling, you have a TV show, you could do a show without crowds. Um, if you're WWE, you could do a show with a uh, thousand television monitors or people sitting at home. If you're an indie promotion or a comic con, you know, they do virtual stuff, but you know, the whole thing is being there and, 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 and the excitement of, of getting to meet, you know, your favorite wrestlers. So, um, I hope you enjoy this little diversion from our normal city ringside. And like I said, we'll be back. Let me know on Twitter at David Penzer, what you think. And without further ado, as I always say, um, Please welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to City Ringside on a different topic. Uh, indie lifer, Andrew Anderson. All right, ladies and gentlemen, as I mentioned this week on City Ringside, we were doing something a little bit different. I wanted to, you know, it's funny. You, you don't normally think of um, uh, somebody who makes a living uh, as an independent wrestler, uh, an actor and, and signer, uh, uh, signing a convention, stuff like that. Um, you know, a lot of the even a lot of the people, you know, that that, uh, you know, work in some of these promotions, you know, have have regular gigs or part time gigs, um, you know, not WWE, obviously, but, uh, you know, just to to to, you know, kind of keep things afloat. But especially if you live in the Northeast, there's and there was enough independent wrestling to where you can make a living. I wanted to talk to somebody who I knew, a friend of mine, to have a candid, honest conversation about how, you know, how this covid and, and the pandemic has affected his lives and the lives of others, let other maybe legends that that, you know, have been saved, you know, every check and needed, you know, need, need that needed that money uh, that came from uh, convention appearances and, and wrestling uh, signings and stuff like that. So anyway, without further ado, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce to you longtime indie wrestler, uh, television actor. Uh, did I leave out anything? Andrew Anderson, ladies and gentlemen, the reinforcer. Hey, how are you, Dave? I miss hey. you, buddy. Yeah, yeah. Same here. Same here. So, um, so just just for a little background, um, you've been in the business more than twenty five years, correct? Twenty six years, going on twenty six years. This this coming April, it'll be twenty six years. Um, I was trained by Jimmy Snuka. Was trained and discovered by Jimmy Superfly Snuka on the road with Jimmy for a, a good number of years. Actually, I trained by actually I was discovered by Jimmy Snuka and Jeff Miller, the Metal Maniac, and uh, and uh, then brought up to uh, with Gino Caruso who runs the wrestling school up in Lake Hiawatha. I trained with him 
for a number of years and uh and and uh with jimmy obviously and then got thrown into the mix about two years into it with uh, nikolai volkov as his tag team partner with uh nikita brezhnikov john krasuski as as our manager and did the um the whole indie scene when nikolai was just hot off tv in the early 90s so it was it was pretty cool you know being thrown into that mix and and then you know over the years i mean i've wrestled uh, all over the world i mean i've 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 wrestled in five continents all with kevin sullivan or the barbarian which is pretty funny so which is pretty cool and so i mean i i had quite a a career you know i, I mean everybody's career has ups and downs mine hit some around 2007 uh, I was getting kind of stagnant. I was getting jaded with the business, and then uh, I, 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 I turned uh, I, I, I turned in my 40s, and uh, my knee blew out, and I had surgery, and I was thinking everything was was down and out. And all of a sudden, here comes Darren Aronofsky. Uh, actually, Evan Ginsberg tells me to audition for a movie. Um, that uh, that that uh, what's his name? Uh, Mickey Rourke. Uh, Nick, no, it was uh, Nicholas Cage. Was actually um, that's right. Yep. Sure. And so I, I go and I read my lines and they said, uh, Mickey works now the lead, not, not Nicholas Cage. And you're up for the role of, uh, of, um, Lex lethal, which was later taken by a, a local bodybuilder in Jersey. And I want to get and play myself in the movie. And so, and, 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 I, I'm the wrestler added a new breath of life to my career. And all of a sudden everybody wanted to use me again. And it was like, I was in, it was like, I was a new thing again. And, you know, I mean, this. It, it, the eight, I'll tell you something. This is what happened. The 1999 to 2001, it became what I call the smart mark, the years of the smart mark. They didn't want anyone doing old school stuff. They wanted to see all the hardcore, crazy stuff, how, how to outdo yourself, who could do more flips and high spots. And then it died down. It became old school wrestling was in demand again. And by 2008, 2009, everything was just great again. It was Old school wrestling was in demand, and I just happened to fit that profile again. And with the acting career was taken off, um, numerous commercials, and you know, which the now, right now, in, in the COVID time, we'll talk discuss later. Those commercials really came through for me, and uh, so I was one of the guys who actually auditioned for the movie. The rest of the rest of the rest of the cast and and people in the, involved in the movie, wrestling wise, most for the most part were were from WXW um, office, office, Alpha Anoa'i's uh, federation right, yeah. that he ran. Yeah, so he had brought his most of his, his guys and his extras, so they really didn't get paid as a SAG SAG personnel. Like, I got paid as SAG. Um, oh, cool. Jim, Jimmy Powers, um, Paulie Normus, the late Paulie Normus, who's in my scenes with me. Um, I'm trying to think a few other people were, were brought in. We auditioned uh, Pete Nixon, uh, uh, oh, Real name is Pete Bond, who's a really heavy set ball guy. You saw in the beginning of the movie. We were all there as I know, like Romeo Roselli and all those guys were also auditioned for the movie. You know, even um, even a uh, uh, Necro Butcher, those guys all auditioned. So, um, uh, but for the most part, you know, I wasn't really considered background. They gave me lines. They told me what I had to read, and everything was pretty cool. And I might, might it came a road of Skittles, Doritos, and everything else down the road that I uh, I wound up getting to endorse. And uh, right now I'm endorsing a product called Good Fucking Wine and some other stuff going on. You know, it's really, really good. Good. It's it's been a long road. It's been a great road, and and everything was doing really, really good. I mean, I've I've, I've worked uh, with you a lot in the past four years. From uh, when we 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 worked at uh, uh, the City Field show for Legends of Wrestling with uh, Frank Santini and, and Nobbs, the company, and you know, I mean, you and I, uh, uh, you know, we, we formed a friendship and a bond. You know, and it's it's always great. You know, I mean, we met years back when I was doing tryouts for WCW. I don't know if you, you remember those days. No, we've, that, we've, we've joked about it before. I don't remember yeah. you from back in those yeah, days. Cause I, I know, I know that, uh, that, that, uh, um, Kevin always said that Kevin said, he goes, I don't know how Penzer don't remember that head. <laughs> <laughs> well, Kevin always says that. So, uh, and knobs always says the same thing too, but, uh, but yeah, but we, uh, we, um, it's, it, it was, it was a good, it was a really good, it was been really great. Wrestling was really great. It seemed like it wouldn't end. I just, uh, uh, booked for April 14th. I booked a star studied, uh, event in Havana, Cuba. First time wrestling in 65 years. I'm promoting it. I'm running it. I got sponsors for it. Um, I'm also trying to bring wrestling to Israel at that point, having a big wrestling tour of Israel coming up and boom, what happens? March. I remember March 7th. I had my last match for a company called new evolution wrestling in Queens and Kevin Sullivan was in with me that weekend. We did a big event in Queens also. 
And that's, uh, a con- that's a convention for, for those of you who don't know. Hey, before you get to the actual COVID hitting, yeah. um, you know, the Northeast used to be at least, and hopefully it'll come back, knock on wood, a, a, pretty unique, a pretty unique place where you could almost do sometimes, you know, multiple shows in a night. And, yep. um, and you know, because everything's so close, you could be in Philly and then drive to New York and then drive to another borough in New York and be on a few shows. Talk to me about an average like a normal, you know, before this COVID hit a normal week or weekend as far as uh, what she did? Well, a normal week would consist of like, you know, from Monday on, I would get calls uh, every hour of the hour from my, my agent, uh, my agent Roger, and Roger would call me up and say, yeah, it is unique voice, Andrew, it's Team Anderson. We have a, a yeah, yeah, check your email, you know, and I check my email and I get, some sides sent to me and then I have to read a script and have to uh, either drive into New York, into Manhattan and, uh, and wait on, wait for an audition, which I had, I would thank God for having an agent. I didn't have to do open casting, which wait online forever. I would run in and I would get, a, I would get to uh, audition on time and, and, or sometimes if it was such short notice, I'd be able to Skype an audition or, uh, or zoom one in. And uh, now that's the, going to be the norm i guess now but but that's what i would do during the week and and uh hit the gym a lot and then uh eventually sometimes get a phone call to do uh some some appearances on the cameo or um or what was the other one celebrity voicemails i'd get a few of those a week which was great um you know and in the meantime on the weekends would come and a friday would come and it would either be a, a greg valentine or a uh, Brutus Beefcake, Kevin Sullivan, or somebody would fly in, or I'd fly out to Texas to 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 uh, Louisiana. I'd see, I see, I've I've actually I've I've not that much. I haven't been that much in the Northeast uh, in the past two years as I used to be. Um, I wrestle a lot for East Coast Pro Wrestling, for New Evolution Wrestling, and uh, a bunch of other smaller companies around the area, which would be cool because sometimes I'd wrestle, like you said, two times a night three times a night three times a weekend four times a weekend sometimes as much as six in the summer but um over the past two three years when when the northeast became a hotbed the promoters started to you know get at each other's throats as all you know how it's always been that way and some promoters wouldn't want you to double book and they'd say if you work for this guy don't bother coming to this guy to this one so a lot of promoters were were, were doing that thing and and uh I wound up actually wrestling a lot in Louisiana, in the Mid-South area, in Louisiana, Mississippi, um, uh, Tennessee, and Kentucky. Uh, Kentucky for a promoter named James Carver with uh, um, AWA New South. Um, it was uh, um, a lot of good times working with him. And uh, Mustang Mike's promotion of uh, Gulf State Wrestling in, uh, in Louisiana area, which which draws huge crowds. I mean, the Northeast doesn't really, unless some companies draw really big crowds, but some don't. So it's always a mixed bag. You know how it's always been with the Indies that way, but um, down in the mid South, it's always great working down there because we'd have huge crowds, Texas working for a new company, SW Fury, which I've been working a lot with. Um, It it was always a good time working with them because they, they draw great houses and, uh, I'd, so I'd, I'd fly, I'd be flying out to, uh, to, or to Georgia to work for UWF or, um, or UCW Universal. Universal right UW, you, you, which one of those is the, is the one that is run, was run, is run by Ronnie Gossett? UWF, I think it is. Yeah. I think it's UWF. I'm did actually he ever, working Did there. he ever stiff you? Never. Not me. No. He's always he been never stiffed. He actually I never heard. stiffed me, but he, he he wobbled back and forth all weekend one time, all week about flying me out to the point where I just and, – and wouldn't answer the phone. So I was telling this story to a lot of the guys that were at um, Gallo's house doing Talking Shopamania because, you uh-huh. know, that's 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 pretty much where Ronnie Gossett uh, – I wasn't planning on trashing Ronnie Gossett, but what the hell. And I was just like, you know, my wife's getting on me. Are you going out, out the way this weekend? Are you staying home? We we could have plans. I could I could make up plans with my girlfriends. And the guy's not like getting back to me. And it's like Friday, and I'm uh-huh. like, I finally canceled on him. And I said, you're not paying me life changing money. You know, it might buy me. Yeah, yeah. I could take my wife out to buy a nice dinner, or, or you know, pay a, a, a electric bill or something like that. Or your but, phone bill or something like that. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I said, I said, you know, just just be honest. If you can't use me, just tell me, and life's cool. I'll make plans with the wife. But uh, he never got anyway. back to you. Yeah, he's a he's a character, but yeah, I know I know I know he's had a lot of health issues. He's had severe diabetes. And yeah, stuff. I know. I know, and, I know. And, and I know he has. You know what? He's actually a nice guy. He just doesn't know how to handle when things don't go well. And I think, a lot I think of sometimes he gets overwhelmed because he tries to do it all himself. You a know? lot of 
A lot of indie promoters that happens too. And sometimes you just got to have to call people up and say, Hey, sorry, you know, this isn't going to work out. And you know, if you don't want to work for me again, I understand. And if you give me another chance, that'd be cool. Cause at least you're being upfront and honest with the people as opposed to, yeah, I can't stand it. Well, I can't say when promoters uh, get your ticket, like three days before the show, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, then you sit and wait and wait, and wait, and wait. And then by that time I already booked for someone else. And I'm not going to cancel, but then they already have a ticket for you. So you got to call it. It sort of puts you on the fence and makes you look like a bad guy. You know what I'm saying? Because you got to drop one and not the other. But you know what? Like I said, like, like I'm working for Ronnie on uh, on the October 9th and 10th in Georgia at the uh, at the fair, the fairgrounds that they're doing there. And uh, I heard he was doing that. Yeah, they were talking yeah. about that when I was at Gallows. Yeah, they. Doing yeah, so I'm doing that. So now all of a sudden, who's all these guys who have been trashing him because he has a page, he had paid shows. I guess you know now all of a sudden they're like kind of texting him, going, "Hey, how you doing?" Yeah, that's always the way. Though, but it's like that with everything. The wrestling yeah. business has always been that way. I mean, well, a little insight. I didn't mean to trash Ronnie. Ronnie's not a bad guy, but he's a good. Ronnie dude. needs to call me and 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 stop talking and let me explain to him how to handle uh business when it's not doing great and when it is doing great and uh and if he would just listen to me uh he'd be he'd be okay because he means well and and yeah i always got paid i just got annoyed at that one time anyway um yeah i didn't mean to go off on that but that's a little little insight into the indie wrestling business uh you know i'd be be doing shows all over all over um in in the um in the like i said in the in the in the southwest for uh in the Texas, Arizona, where I'd be, I'd be in Arizona working for Rowdy Wrestling Federation and uh, um, other companies like that down there. It's, it's, it's really, it's really, it's a mixed bag. I mean, you get big crowds, you get small crowds, no matter where you go. But the, the, the thing is that that I just, I just love doing it, and and the, the, the pay has always been there. And, and you know, and I always look at it this way: if there's not, sometimes the smaller crowds, Dave, you know how it is. Sometimes the smaller crowds. Well, you'll sell a thousand dollars worth of pictures with a smaller crowd, and yet you got a crowd with two, three thousand people, and you only sell two eight by tens. You know, I mean. Well, it's, it's and this is thing. not to cut you off, but this is the reason why we're why we're having this discussion is because that's a key word: crowds, yeah. crowds. Wow. You know, you take, you know, we used to, we used to take crowds for granted. You know, if there was only 50 people or a hundred people, everybody's crapping on it. And, you know, I'd, I'd always still go out and most of the guys would go out and give a hundred percent because they're getting paid. You have to, you have to, because, but, but, you know, you roll roll your eyes and you're like 75 fans really. And uh, and you know what I do for 75 fans right now? (laughs) Oh yeah. We all would. We all would, you know, we, we, we took for granted all that. And which is the whole point of, which is the whole point of this conversation and sort of moving in a different direction this week on the show. Um, yeah, well, we're, we're, this, we're, we're sort of like, well, I'm, I'm phasing us into the other end of the conversation by, you know, well, thank just, you. I appreciate that. You know, just by giving it to, you know, the insight of how, and, and you just pointed out right now, our industry, whether you work for the WWE, where you, well, well, really WWE and companies like, like WWE and AEW, they have sponsors, so they don't have to worry about crowds. I mean, obviously they lose a, a, a good, portion of their revenue by not having by having empty arenas but in the long run is they have sponsors and they have backers a lot of the smaller companies don't have that luxury of having sponsors and they don't have backers so they rely on what revenue ticket sales asses and seats now we are in a um what i call a, a te- we, our, our 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 industry needs attendance we're an attendance driven industry and when you don't have the attendance what do you have you have nothing no nope. promoters can't um, uh, run a show in an area where they're having social distancing that, uh, that they allowed only a maximum of 25 people's people in a venue that seats 300 people, you know, I mean, you can't do it. And, uh, you just, it's just not, not how are you going to pay the wrestlers? How are you going to cover your costs, your expenses, your insurance and everything? I mean, it's, it's sad. It's, it's the promoters are, are some of the ones that are really, really taking the hit. And, uh, I feel bad for them too, just as bad as I do for the performers for us. You know, so, as so at what point did you start to like hear little peeps in your head? I know that most of us were saying, you know, and most people in this country were saying, you know, ah, they're, they're not going to shut down. They're not going to not play baseball. They're not going to cancel uh, stadium concerts. They're not, you know, they're not going to not have WrestleMania in Tampa um, this year. And and we all we all look like fools for saying that. But um, well, but, Dave, when you live in the tri-state area and, and St. Patrick's Day comes down in New York City and they cancel St. Patrick's Day. Sure. But Not, when when did you start to like get a little sense that something you know, this might be because I remember I got flown up to do um at the end of February to do impact taping um mm-hmm. 
for in Atlanta. It was supposed to be a one-time gig. I ended up still with him. Thank God. And, um, and, uh, and it was right around the code when this thing was starting to break. And I remember thinking to myself, if this is as bad as some of the pundits are saying that, you know, mm-hmm. then, um, then this might, now I would never would have a million years thought that we'd be talking in, in September and, and, and still not be having crowds. But, but I remember thinking, you know, it might be a couple of months. It might be a few months before we could do this again. I, um, I figured it would, would have been the same thing a few months, maybe, maybe, maybe 90 days maximum. You know, I didn't think it would carry on into September. I mean, did there, when, did there come a time that, 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 that the pros didn't even have to call you to cancel because it was just assumed that there, you know, the world was closed down and nobody I was getting, could go I was, yeah, I was getting uh, actual um, messages, group messages saying, uh, unfortunately due to COVID and the posters would come out on, on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram uh, with a big cancellation sign on it. And I, I, it was March 7th where I had my last match. Um, I drove, I drove Kevin to the airport, Kevin Sullivan to the airport and, I, I, on the eighth or the, no, it was the ninth on the ninth. I had, I had uh dinner with, with my friend, Mike Frazy, my, my co-partner, co-promoter with the, um, the rumble in Havana. And, uh, they said at that point it was, there was, uh, no cases in Havana that the Cuban government was reporting. And I was like, Oh, thank God we could still run. And then all of a sudden they said they're shutting down airports. They're, they're limiting flights. And then all of a sudden I get, uh, he calls me up on the 16th and says, there's no way in a month we're going to, this is getting worse. There's no way we're going to have a, a tour. Um, the Cuban government now has cases there and uh, not a lot, but he's, you know, the way we looked at it was it's a communist government and you know what's happening. If there's, they have one case, they have a lot. And then by April, it was totally blown. And um, I think by, I made the announcement on the 18th, I sent out a press release. Uh, my partners and uh, my, I, I also contacted my sponsors and my sponsors uh, agreed, and they sent me extensions to make sure that I, I to, to, as a good faith, letter, letters of good faith, they sent to me saying that I, I'm in their good graces until 20, 20, uh, um, fe- February of 2022, uh, 2021. And as of today, just for the record, Dave, I'm telling you, I got my sponsors all locked in until 2022. So oh, good. So, how did you, how did you, I was going to ask you this next time I saw you, cause I know that you were doing the, I was trying to, to, to it's kind of hard for a ring announcer who doesn't speak Spanish to try to get himself booked on a tour of Cuba. So it was sort of a hard sell. Now Israel is a different thing. Cause I'm, I'm with the flock as you know, yeah, I know, I know. Yeah, uh, you're, so, you're so, part of the chosen people. Yeah. 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 <laughs> so, I, I, so if you, when you, when you end up doing Israel, if you end up doing Israel, we got a chance. Yes. Yes. But, I, already, um, I already thought of you with that i i kind of actually i said that to tokyo monster when we were in uh florida in uh in uh i think we were in january me you and kevin and and, yeah. and uh tokyo were in uh i remember you guys were doing promos in the back for cuba and i was like cuba. i'd yeah. like to go and you're like do you speak spanish and i'm like no and you know <laughs> that was kind of what good are you and i was like uh good point yeah i, yeah. I didn't mean to be insulting i just no needed, no no just it's a very about point. that because like, we know? needed a spanish-speaking uh, ring announcer, you know, um, I have, I have a good friend who's a, um, who's a, uh, uh, videographer for uh, a local ABC affiliate here in Tampa, St. Pete, Clearwater. And, um, when Cuba was open, you know, under, uh, the Obama administration, he mm-hmm. was able to go over three times and visit Havana. And he just, he talks about how, you know, look, obviously the people there are hurting and, and, and it's a different type of, of, of place, but as far as how Americans are treated, were treated, you know, no, it, was, it was all first class. So oh, I'm wondering yeah. how you, how'd you, how'd you get, get, uh, inkling to try to get into Cuba, but and how'd you how'd you this, get your way in? This is how it happened. This is how it happened. I'm going to give you the you, you're getting the big scoop. All right. I always um, get the big. I know you do. Uh, I I was in a I was uh, actually one of my 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 buddies who uh, uh, is one of my sponsors is John John Drew Estates for uh, um, uh, the cigars. J J Jonathan Drew Cigars and uh, J D Estates was one of the sponsors for. Some of the events that I was doing, I was I'm making appearances at uh, cigar, cigar events, um, cigar smoking events, and and like these, it's almost like a comic con for cigars. But um, they were doing they they do a lot of like a um, bourbon tasting and stuff like that at these things, and and I got involved and um and and I made friends with um my buddy Maddie, who was uh the ambassador for John Drew Estates, and 
we started talking and then I said, you know, what about Cuban cigars? Bring us Cuban cigars. And they said, well, you're allowed if you go to Cuba under the Obama administration, bring a certain amount. Um, the, the Trump administration has put a lot of travel bans on it. Unfortunately, it, it is what it is. And I'm not going to get into, I'm not going to politicize anything, but so we got, we got, we got sort of tossed to the wayside with it. But a friend of mine, he's uh he works for the Cuban, uh, Cuban American cycling team. They do a lot of cycling and charity work in Cuba and they run events with, um, like, um, with bicycles, with, with cycling across, across country and, uh, track cycling. And they do it all over the, all over the world actually. But Cuba was one of the, the places where they, um, uh, they have gone to primarily and they've done a lot of work and, and brought a lot of, uh, uh, did a lot of good things, a lot of charity for the Cuban people because Cuban people over there, they don't have two nickels to rub together, you know? So, sure. um, he would send them TVs when, when flat screens started to come into play. Um, my friend, uh, Mike Frazier would send in all the, the big box TVs that were left over in cases he would have. I would just wondered what happened to them. They shipped them to Cuba and to, to a lot go. of the third world nations. So and what is when they went and when they got those boxes, what they say we want flat screens, you know? <laughs> it's like it's like you know. I mean, beggars can't be choosy, but you know, it always turns out that way. You know, I remember my aunt used to send uh, send uh, to uh, Poland. She used to send jeans and stuff that she would pick up in Kmart, and they would say, "Well, we want Levi's or or um, or, or uh, Lee's." They didn't want the the, the Kmart brands. Why was it Wrangler or something like that? And they used to send her letters, you know, she used to send to the family down there. And so it was pretty funny. So every, no matter where you are in the world, people are just not satisfied with what they get, even if, you know, it just goes to show you. But yeah, even a handout's not good enough sometimes. But but no, but, but he did a lot of charity work and send them sneakers. I got to tell like you, I got to tell you, I'm, I don't mean to cut in. I got to tell you, if I didn't have a television and somebody sent me a big box TV and I could automatically watch, I don't know what they have on in Cuba, but I could automatically watch you know, maybe uh, 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 what they call football in the rest of the world, soccer yeah. and stuff like soccer. that. You know, you I would it. be over I would be over the moon, man. Who, who needs a flat screen? Thanks. Thanks. Thanks for plugging me in. Make more, yeah. more of a joke about that than yeah. some some people were actually asking, what about the flat screens? Could you get us flat screens? And it was like, no, that, that, that was a new technology at the time. But that was then when he was sending stuff in in the uh, the late, the mid to late 90s and everything. So, but anyway, so he, he, he told me, he said, I can run a show in Cuba. And I said, well, do you think we could somehow merge the Nicaraguan cigar companies with the Cuban companies? That was totally out of the question. But that's how the Cuban door got opened up. We, we, ah. we had mutual mutual um, um, interest and one one was cigars the other one was um, my friend who loves cigars is uh, avid cycling um, uh, proponent in uh, in Cuba and and that's how everything came through and then the sponsorship with coca-cola be, get, got through because the coca-cola that they have in Cuba is really made in Mexico and not actually manufactured in the United States not the real coca-cola it's it's and a lot of the stuff is sent in on the black market. So they, they really don't have that much stuff there. So so I want to securing sponsorships and everything working with Kevin Sullivan. And Kevin obviously is a genius. Kevin, um, he helped help me. He, he dotted, dotted the T's and crossed my eyes, you know, so that I, I actually, you know, like he would say, we got to do this right. We can't come out looking bad. We have to make sure this is, this is something major. This is major news. And it's not like, you know, People don't want to touch Cuba because there's no money to be made there because you can't have you can't charge the people that much money because they don't have any money. So it's basically free for the Cuban people. But the tourists were, were the ones that were going to be paying and buying tickets. But even that money went to the Cuban government. Nothing went to us. So there's no money to be made in Cuba. You know, it's basically so you need spot. So you need sponsorships. We have sponsorships. That's where we have. So we were sponsored, locked okay. in with sponsorships to cover the cost to bring entertainment to Cuba and you know, that's how we did it. So we, we pulled that one off, but like I said, the pandemic put the boots to that idea right there. And that got held, but it's, but it's actually, it's in, it's, it's only, in, it's only in, in, on hold. Um, I spoke to the, the Cuban ambassador actually. Um, and he was actually, uh, Mike Frazier spoke to him and he's still, still, um, you know, excited about when everything comes back to normal, um, of bringing the, the, the peace festival that we're going to do back to Cuba. And, um, Sonny Ono, I actually spoke to him. He's actually involved. He's we're bringing Kaz Hayashi and a couple of the Japanese wrestlers in for it. So it's going to be a, a we're going to call it a peace festival, and it's going to be part of the Cuban cycling, uh, American cycling extravaganza that they're doing there. So that's going to be that's that's part of the um the whole um, the whole uh, itinerary that's going to be you know 
going down when it when it goes down. But in the meantime, we have to wait for this pandemic to to to, yeah. to run for us because once again, when you're dealing with a communist country, um, you can't. Cuba will tell you there's 50 cases. They can have 50,000 cases for all we know, and we wouldn't know any better because they're not going to tell you that there's more. They won't beg for help because I mean they they do have limited medical facilities. They don't have the kind of uh, vent- ventilators and everything else that we have here. So, I mean, there's, so there's a lot more going on than meets the eye. So we really don't know what's going on in Cuba. Yeah. So, so, I mean, so you had alluded to earlier the fact that uh, I was going to ask you, you know, what you did to get by, um, you know, going into this to this discussion. You had alluded to the fact that I'm assuming that uh, you're getting by by getting um, uh, the, the uh, what do you call those? Uh, the royalties. checks. The royalties for the commercials and the, the yeah, I'll tell you, you, Dave. The the first the first cancellations hit around the end of March, and they kept coming. I was booked from now. WrestleMania week was was um, was April fifth and on. And as you were, you all, you and I both were. Uh, you were doing that Florida, uh, Florida Championship Legends of Florida wrestling down there with Kevin, and I was going to come down with him. And you told me I could hang out there and everything with that. But I had other shows going around too that day. I mean, I, I was actually. I was actually doing shows at one o'clock in the morning. I, I, had, I had an itinerary set up. Um, me, Kevin, Greg Valentine, we all had a itinerary set up that whole weekend from Thursday to, to Sunday, Sunday night. And, uh, it was just, it would have been great. It was, a lot of money was lost and, um, thousands of dollars were lost on that, uh, and every, from everybody's pocket. And then week in and week out, it just kept getting canceled, canceled, canceled. Now, now, when you, I, I, I was actually saying to myself, what the hell is going on? You know, I, 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 I'm looking at my checking count and I'm saying to myself, Jesus, what, what am I going to do? And, and I'm, I'm starting to get really depressed and I'm thinking, what the hell? And everybody's scrambling for toilet paper and, 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 uh, you know, PPE and stuff like that. Um, hand sanitizers and everything. And I was on the run too, like everybody else. I got caught up in it because I didn't know how, how, how bad this virus was. No, I mean, we didn't know if everybody that was going to die. I mean, you know, you, you yeah, had to know if the whole world, no, we had a guy, you know, you look back now and you say, Oh, you know, I, and I like to say it's a really, 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 really bad flu. And some people get mad. Um, but, uh, but, 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 you know, we didn't know back at the, when this first started, everybody was afraid to go outside and do anything. And, and, you know, the world shut down. Um, so, so you were lucky enough to get royalties in. Um, were yeah, you able I- I actually, I, I was, like I said, I was in a state of depression at that one, that one weekend, it was the end of March and all of a sudden, no, the, uh, yeah, the end of March, all of a sudden, uh, I got a check from Warner brothers and from screen actors guild, two checks. And I came in, I got some more royalty checks. And then another one came for sneaky Pete for where I play an arms dealer on that show. And it was just like, they kept coming in all at once. It was like a, a godsend. And in the past, Dave, that used to be found money. You know what I'm saying? Sure. That was that was just gravy. That was just 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 an, uh, a cherry topper. But now I'm actually using this to survive, you know. Sure. And I'm thinking to myself, and I'm trying not to go into my savings because I know if I go to my savings, that rule of thumb: once you go in, you go, you'll always keep going in. You know what I'm saying? Then you say it's a glass half full or it's a glass half empty. You know, I mean, as wrestlers, we don't have a pension, we don't have stuff like that, so we we have to t- take care. Of you. you have to take care of your finances. When you're younger, so you don't go through what a lot of the boys have done, what Jake the Snake and other guys have gone through, you know, and I, and I don't want to be that guy. You know what I'm saying? I always said I will never sure. be that guy, you know, but in, I, I didn't expect the COVID pandemic to happen. And, you know, thankfully, I'm still not that guy because I, I'm, I'm still doing I did a couple of virtual signings. I did a couple of um, 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 virtual meet and greets and uh, a virtual auction. And, you know, I, I'm doing a lot of podcasts, thank God, and a lot of podcasts and uh you know, uh, and, and things like that, that are keeping me alive. And I'm getting small checks here and there for doing a radio show and appearance. And I'm actually, I got, I, I got a paid audition, which I didn't expect when my, my agent got me to do a paid audition, which was, which was unusual. So, um, that's the first time I ever had that, but, uh, and I got, uh, I got, I got hired for an E-Trade, E-Trade commercial, which is going to be shooting in a few weeks once they get all the COVID, uh, COVID, uh, uh, um, the COVID, um, um, what, what do you call it? The protocols all settled. Protocols, yeah. yeah. The screen actors guild is just sending us, I got a notice from my agent, the screen actors guild is sending us, um, a whole, um, slew of things we have to do before we go on set, everything. Um, I have to get a COVID test 10 days before I do the, um, 
the E-Trade commercial and uh, other stuff. And and then what is the other thing too? Um, uh, there, there'll be no more, as for now, at least for now, as we know it, there'll be no more in-person auditions. Everything is going to be either through Zoom, Skype, or another um, another um, uh, uh, tech, technological wonder. I don't know what the hell it's called. So I forgot they, they mentioned it. But right now it's Zoom and Skype. And uh, the rest of them we have to film on our own with our cell phones or, or a camera. And it's got to be a certain file, be able to fit in a certain way. And you got to film it this way. We got all the heads up on what we have to do, protocol for filming auditions and stuff. Because still, that's that's the real the real money. You see, now, you see, Dave, I had, when you say I make money from, from wrestling, I, I made a promise to myself when I wasn't working for WWE and I wasn't working for WCW and, and I wasn't working for any of the major companies at the time. I, I said to myself, I'm not going to quit. I'm going to, if I can't make money from pro wrestling, I will make money because of pro wrestling. And because of pro wrestling, I have all these acting gigs. I was in an Oscar nominated film. I was in a, a Golden Globe nominated film, the, the winning film, the, the, the wrestler. And from there on, it just, it was all, it's been, been a great road and I've been blessed and I've been lucky to have a great team. Uh, we call it team Anderson. Um, my, uh, my, my manager is Kelly and Mike and, and my, my agent Roger and Elise, um, um, it's just been tremendous, you know, I mean, the screen actors guild, you know, I, I got to thank them because, uh, you know, you can't, you, you don't realize how, how important the union is to you when you're, until you're not working, you know? So, so let me, team- let me ask you, I'm glad that you, I'm glad that you're doing well, by the way, let me ask, cause I honestly didn't know going into this conversation, we haven't really talked a, a little bit of communication through Facebook, but, yeah. um, Hey, um, so I'm glad that you're doing well, but, um, a lot of people may not know uh, there's maybe, you know, 20, 30, 40 leg- legendary wrestlers that, uh, you know, have, have stacked enough. And I might, I might be overestimating that have stacked enough money up and saved enough money to where they really don't need to work. Um, most of these guys, even some of the guys that have Hall of Fame rings, you know, they depended on the the money that came in from uh, conventions and, and, and indie shows and stuff like that. Without getting specific, I know you're friends with a lot of them. Uh, how are they hanging on? Well, um, I'm, I'm, I'm sure they, don't, they don't have acting gimmicks. Brian Nobbs would, 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 would be upset if I said this, but he's not not doing well. He's, he's had some major health issues in the past few years. And um, he was relying on this to pay for his 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 bills and keep himself afloat, you know. And he's one of my best friends in the world, and I've I've reached out to him, and I'm trying to do what I can to get him as much work as I can. And I will have some work for him coming up as long as everything dies down with the uh, the COVID protocols in the Northeast. But um, guys like that, and you know, I mean, it's a struggle. I mean, you 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 depend on attendance, you depend on crowds, you depend on fans. Um, virtual auctions and virtual signings can only go so far. You know, I mean, a lot of our, our, our income is people don't want, a lot of people don't want your picture, don't want to sign eight by 10. They want to take a selfie with you. So that's half your income right there. So, and and especially for people like the nasty boys and knobs and, and a lot of these legends. Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, they, you know, uh, the fans grew up watching them and they get an opportunity for 20 bucks or 25 bucks to take a a picture with you. Heck yeah. That's part of of what makes it worth. I mean, anybody could have a picture written a name, but when you take a picture with that picture, so it's, you know, in the business, we call it the combo deal, but to have an eight by 10 with, with, with somebody you grew up watching, that's awesome. You know what I'm saying? That's just incredible. You know, I mean, it's, 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 it's been a rough road. I mean, and, uh, um, not everybody, like I said, even the guys that did save their money, a lot of them did save their money, but they made bad investments and they wound up coming out broke out of it. And that's, what's hard, you know? And, uh, the, I think the legends contracts that Vince McMahon gives are, are only a, a limited amount of funds for a limited amount of time, depending on what you sell, how much you make on your product does, um, whatever, like if you have an action figure, you have to do a, certain amount of business with it, I think, before they renew your uh, Legends deal, I think. So I think everything is everything is done for a reason, and, and um, you know, it's just, it's hard. It's hard. I mean, I got, I just had a, I just had a stretchy action figure released that was uh, going into Spencer's and, um, um, and Hot Topic stores last March, and they, they put it on hold because the, the figures didn't ship from China. So I'm not getting those things in until I, I think they told me the second week of November is scheduled to ship. 
you know? So, so I mean, so yeah. that, that a lot of stuff came from China with that. So, I mean, it's, so I'm waiting on that. I mean, I got this Andrew Anderson, stretch Armstrong figures. How cool is that? That is pretty cool. Um, so without getting specific, you know, you, you mentioned the movie, the wrestler and, and, uh, a lot of this is sort of sounds like it's ending up, unfortunately, like a lot of these old timers that that were really having a great run with all these conventions and, and comic cons and all that stuff really becoming oh, yeah. popular. That was the golden, you know, we're really having was, a great run. Yeah, it was the golden age of wrestling. I called it. It was it was yeah. a, it was like a renaissance where, I mean, everybody wanted to see the old timers, the old the, the, the older guys and the, the people that paved the way for me and paved the way for the, the younger guys that, that now like the AEW guys that does. That, that are all all ahead of me now that are, that are younger and 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 uh i mean it's 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 sad i mean it's just it's 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 like it's like somebody put a stop sign right in front of somebody going 90 miles an hour and just boom you stop and it's just so, like you're dead in the water so are, are are without mentioning names are any of these guys that you're you're friendly with having to get like other jobs maybe doing security or something like that or are they just hanging on doing guys, virtual a stuff a few of the guys yes they have they have they have tried to do other things but you know i know one of them actually tried to do, do a job working at a i think it was at a um uh not a uh, what what store was it it was um like a a Verizon store or something like that. He tried to get a job there, but he said everybody kept coming in and recognizing him and recognizing him and like, one, like saying, Oh, you getting your phone. And he was like, no, I work here. And it was, I'm not going to say who it was, but it was a major step down for him. And he's like, Oh, I'm out. I'm done. You know, yeah. I'm done. It's, that's that's tough, man. That's tough when you can't put my uh, uh, food on the table. But everybody has a, an ego, you know. And, and and there were some that would say and that would say just suck it up. But you know, when when you've been on you know TV for twenty five years and um and 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 you're so recognizable, you know, people don't want to people want to take a picture with you. They don't want to buy a phone, a cell they phone. They don't want to find nothing from you. And, and, and it's and it's and it's. It's embarrassing to those people, you know, you know, you're working in Madison Square Garden and sold out and pay-per-views and WrestleManias. And then all of a sudden people are, are you know, that's why I thought maybe security, because a lot of security you could you could uh, hide. And it's it's sort of ironic. I didn't even think of this when I booked the interview with you. But it's sort of ironic that you really got your jump started in acting with the wrestler because it's causing a lot of these guys, like I said, who are really having a renaissance at these comic cons to live the, to, to live that role, to, to, live to, that Lord, role. to live that life. So that's unfortunate. Yeah. And um, if there's anything that, that you know, hey, uh, time, time, you know, thing, things aren't exactly uh, blooming for uh, for the real estate business down here. But um, but uh, if there's anything we could do uh, here on the uh, podcast, let us know. Um, hey, uh what did any clue off the top of your head? Cause you would have a better idea living up there than I would when you'll see another big event or, or well, they canceled. I'll, I'll tell you what happened. I'll tell you what uh, big event got. I know big event got canceled uh, for November. It's okay. everything is canceled straight through November chiller theater, which is usually me knobs, beefcake, uh, Valentine, Tito Santana. Um, we all always do it together. And sometimes road warrior animal Joe is up there and Joe, by the way, Joe, Joe, this is, you're listening to this happy 60th birthday this Saturday, you big wazoo. I love you. Um, um, but and, and we're all we always wind up doing chiller. Of, uh, some of us we have a nice menagerie of characters at the Chiller Theater Horror Expo, which is now more of a pop icon expo. And um, yeah, I booked, Pipe, I booked Piper, I booked Piper on that about 20 years. Yeah, it was, good, it was a good time, man. We always have a good time, and you know, but that's canceled indefinitely until, until um, April of uh, 2021. And uh, the big event, from what I know, is everything in New York is canceled until 2021. Everything. State Athletic Commission will not allow shows in New York indefinitely until 2021. Um, um, and as far as uh, attendance-wise and conventions, stuff like that, you're not going to see them even in limited uh, in limited, limited amounts. I mean, you can't because the budget that goes into a, a big event or to a chiller or to a New York Comic Con, they're doing a, a virtual New York Comic Con. But to do one like that, you can't. You just can't. It's attendance. It's attendance. It's fueled by attendance. And and when you don't have that kind of attendance, it's just not going to run. It's not going to work. So in the meantime, a lot of people are going to be doing the virtual signings, the virtual appearances. I've have, I have two this weekend, as a matter of fact. And uh, you know, it's just um, it, it, it's it's always fun. Um, actually, I, I actually have one at a sports bar in, in South Jersey. Um, they're doing uh, uh, they allowed indoor dining up to 20, 25 percent. 
So, and they're actually having me sign on 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 uh, DVDs of Gotham and the Wrestler. So, um, which is good because I mean, I that's how I got my kick my 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 Comic Con hook because now, like they said, I'll be forever in in the DC universe as a as a Gotham villain. You know, I was Gotham henchman, so that was a good thing for me. So I got that niche. So I'll always have a place in Comic Cons, of course, the nation. So that which that's pretty cool, but um. You know, like I, I, I got to say this, David. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm gonna be plugging it. Like, if you, if you have a favorite wrestler, and if you have somebody out there that you really like and you grew up watching, please feel free to buy their T-shirt, buy some of their merchandise, buy some of their memorabilia, because you, you'll be helping that person. You know, a lot of us have our wrestling merchandise on ProWrestlingTees.com. You can always go. To I Pro even have a T-shirt as of about two weeks ago. Yep, I, I saw that. So, so you can help all of us. By going to ProWrestlingTees.com, look up your favorite wrestler, buy their merchandise, buy their T-shirt. Especially, I'm not talking about the AEW, WWE guys. I'm talking about the indie guys. And I'm talking about the the guys that are uh, um, the legends. Like Dave Penzer, you're, you're Dave, you're still a legend in my book, brother, you know. So, well, you know, I, I don't, I, I don't put myself in the same. Uh, well, I, I do because you were there. Listen, you, you lived the Monday Night Wars. You were on them. You were on the yeah, Monday yeah. Night Wars, pal. You were yeah. part of it, you know. So, yeah, but there's it, all it these, hey, hey, real every, quick, real quick before you go, uh, what's your favorite Brian Knob story? If you could tell one. <laughs> okay. I'm going to tell you my favorite Brian Knob story. Chilla theater about a year and a half ago. Um, this is, this is, uh, it's me, Gino Caruso, uh, a Northeast guy, uh, trainer, uh, Mr. Italy, Gino Caruso, the legendary Hells Angel actor, Chuck Zito, Brian Knobs. <laughs> And uh, we're all hanging out at the bar at Chiller Theater drinking in, uh, in Parsippany, New Jersey. The place is packed. All of a sudden, some guy starts freaking mouthing off, mouthing off to my daughter and her friends. Oh, my God. Yeah, mouthing off. Now, I was I had a, I had a few in the bag. I was, I was totally lit. I was like, you know what? <laughs> I'm, I'm done. I'm, gonna, I'm going over to this guy, and I'm going to tell him to shut his mouth. I told him to shut his mouth. He's saying... He's saying, you know, getting in my face and he's, he's drunk and belligerent. And I'm like, you know what? I said, dude, just touch me. Lay a hand on me. Please touch me. Do something. So the guy wouldn't do it. Finally, the guy got close enough and the guy poked me in the chest. As soon as this is a knob story, right? It's an a knob story. Yes, it's a okay. knob story. I thought maybe you so, misunderstood. No, no, no. He pokes <laughs> me in the chest. He pokes me in the chest. As he pokes me in the chest. I threw my beer right in his face. Ooh, well, that's a as waste I threw of my beer. beer in his face. <laughs> as I throw my, as I as I throw my beer in his face, Knobs comes running around because my cousin, my cousin Vinny, no no pun intended, comes running around the corner screaming, "Drew's in a fight! Drew's in a fight!" I always said he sounded like Charlie in the box from uh, from Rudolph, and he came running over to Knobs, and Knobs comes running over. And Nobs never runs, but he ran <laughs> just as the guy as as the guy was was ready to freaking haul off and punch me for for throwing the the, the beer in his face after he, he he poked me right in the face with with his finger right in my forehead, and just as he was ready to I was ready to beam him, and he was ready to beam me. Nobs comes rushing over, hooks my arm, and as he hooks my arm, the guy turns around. Nobs Nobs has me by my my right arm, I was going to punch the guy with. The guy turns through, throws his big right hand at me. I moved back, and I just, with my left arm, I just barely bipped him in the jaw. Barely even touched him, not even my knuckle. And as, as I touched him, the guy slipped on the alcohol, on the beer on the floor. It looked like I Superman punched him. He went flying in the air and landed on his ass. At that exact moment, a guy comes out of the side and checks knobs with a big hockey check, knocks knobs on his ass. Well, <laughs> being close to 400 pounds, has me hooked by the arm. He turns over, falls with a big splat into a wall, into a, a, a post, like a pillar, bounces off the pillar. And in the meantime, I'm still attached to him. I go flying over him like somebody <laughs> took me with a reverse arm drag or something. And I went flying over, flat on my face, right over knobs, Boom. At that moment, my daughter came out of nowhere, and the guy that freaking checked knobs, my daughter knocked the guy out with a punch. <laughs> <laughs> I just heard the, the big the big Hollywood in the face, 
And this guy was laying down with his glasses across his face. And my, my daughter was 23 at the time. She popped this guy in the face. And, and Novice just gets up. Novice gets up and goes. And at, and at that point, Chuck Zito and everybody else clear the house. They The guy goes. Oh, yeah. I wouldn't miss, I wouldn't uh, miss with Chuck Zito. Chuck, Chuck and I are trying to pull Novice up off the floor. And every time now the beer is still on the floor. Now Novice's drink is on the floor. And every time Novice starts getting up, he's slipping on, 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 on the drink and landing back on his ass. It was just funny, but it was just so Nobs whole night goes, you're a bastard. You got into a fight. I had to save your ass. <laughs> but that's that's one of many Nobs stories, man. But, yeah. you know, okay. he probably, you know, he did really did save my ass because who knows if I would have been the first one to punch that guy. I could have been on. I was on. We watched it on security camera footage. The cops came and they pulled the footage because they 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 wanted the guys to get out. They want to make sure there was nobody was hurt or anything. And it was hysterical because I barely touched the guy and. The guy went flying in the air. It looked like I had superhuman powers. So, but it was, and the, but the hip toss, the knobs hooked me, fell, and I went right over him was hysterical. I wish like I had three that stooges, like three stooges, like three stuff? stooges. It was, it was better than three stooges. It was <laughs> one of the most slapstick things you ever saw. It was like, it was like, it was like a three parter. Knobs hit, slipped. The guy hit knobs. Knobs bounced in the wall against the, the, the post. Moved forward about two feet, and then his feet went out from under him. He went down. I was on an angle. As soon as he hit, I went right over him. It was hysterical. It was it was very funny. So, but uh, well, that's, that's my stuff. favorite. Hey, knob. That's I, one of my that, that's one of my my knob stories, which is one of them. I appreciate. We'll save the rest for another for another yeah, podcast. Yeah, yeah, uh, we'll have a couple of drinks. Um, uh, appreciate you coming on and telling your story. And it, it, you know, I didn't know, like I said, I didn't know your 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 finish, but uh, at least you you got lucky enough to um to to get in the acting deal, and and they take care of their own for sure. Yeah. Uh, and um and so, where can people follow you on social media if they, uh, if, they, if, they at- if they don't know if they you know they're not familiar with you, but now they've heard your story, they want to follow you. On Twitter at Drew the at Drew the Wrestler, on um, on Instagram at Andrew the Reinforcer Anderson, um, uh, and then you can also follow me on I have various Facebook pages as Andrew Andrew the Re- the Reinforcer Andrew Anderson Andrew the Reinforcer Anderson or just Andrew Anderson. I'm, I'm I have about four different fan pages on there, and uh, you know I mean it's always uh, I'm I'm going to be wrestling October 14th uh, in. Uh, uh, um, in Dallas, Texas, at the uh, Lava Cantina for SWE Fury. Uh, myself, Road Warrior Animal, The Boogeyman, and Teddy Long. It's going to be a great show. Heavyweight champion Tim Storm, uh, Brett, uh, uh, Brent McKenzie, uh, legendary referee James Beard, Miranda Gordy, daughter of, uh, of, uh, of, of, sure, uh, Terry. of Terry Gordy, and, of course, you know, uh, the tag team champions of, uh, of uh, Perfect Enemy, one of which is um, uh, Rodney Mack and, of course, Rodney's lovely wife is is uh, is also there, uh, Jazz. So, sure. um, so it's a it's it's a great lineup and uh, a lot of talented people. And SWE Fury uh, TV Show dot com, you know, SWFury dot com. Check us all out. We're with the hottest thing going right now on on the indie scene and blowing it up on on stations all over the country now. So, which is pretty cool. So, and then I'm also I'm on glad. a couple of on other couple of shows coming up too. Um, um, for New World Wrestling Extreme out of Rhode Island on September 19th, The Raising Hell with Tommy Dreamer, myself, uh, Justin Incredible, Kevin Sullivan, Greg Hammer Valentine, uh, Mario Mancini, and uh, Paul, I, I think that's it, Mario Mancini, we're all going to be there. Um, and, uh, you know, we got some other stuff going on, but in the meantime, you know, Scott Wilder Promotions, check out that. You can follow Andrew Anderson a lot. My, my upcoming things are on Scott Wilder Promotions, so, you know, hit up that and you can see where I'm at. And, uh, uh, a lot of great appearances at Heroes Hideout with myself, Greg Valentine, and Kevin Sullivan in Albany, New York. That's on the uh, the twentieth. So, uh, so in uh, other in other words, the the moral of the story is things are starting to get back to normal slowly but surely. Slowly but surely, back to normal, just not quick enough. Because um, you know, bills bills don't don't wait. Don't there's no you know, bill collectors don't wait. You know, they want yeah they want their money. You know, and you know when you don't have it to pay it, it's tough. You know. Um, so, but like I said, I've been blessed and, you know, um, uh, it's just, it's just, uh, a, a good, you know, a, it's, it's a good thing and a bad thing because to me, it's a learning experience that the American people and the American public have to learn, you know, and I, it's sad to see all the, 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 the rioting and all that stuff going on now, because we should, we should have each other's backs more than ever now, instead of fighting with each other, you know? 
So I, I agree with that. And I appreciate you coming on and telling your story and maybe uh, some of the stories of some of the, uh, the, the legends that you, um, that you appear with uh, on a regular basis or did appear with on a regular basis. And it sounds like things are getting back to normal. Tell all my old friends, uh, Kevin and nasty boys and Greg Valentine, the grumpy old man, tell them I said, uh, hello and best wishes. And, um, and good luck to you, and uh, we'll stay in touch. All right, Dave. Love you, buddy. Good, good talking to you. I want to thank Andrew. He's a good guy. And i um, glad that I didn't know going in that he uh, had done as much as he did uh, acting-wise, that he was able to live off the um, the uh, royalties. So good on him. But he did mention Hobbs and a lot of the other guys that are really struggling. And um and and so as he mentioned, you know, go if you if you grew up watching these guys, not so much Andrew. Andrew's doing fine. If you if you grew up watching these guys, uh, these legends, uh, for the past 20, 25, 30 years, uh, and they brought you happiness, or you hated them, or you you you, you had a crush on them. Um, you know, you could go and 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 go into pro wrestling tees. Almost all of them have a T-shirt shops. You could go to their websites or hit them up on social media, and uh, they're all either have books they sell or autograph photos or stuff like that. So, um, I know times are tough and it's crazy environment, but if you have uh, a little extra money and you want to support uh, these guys, they're I'm sure they're having it pretty tough and. Uh, uh, hopefully we'll, as, as Andrew stated towards the end, you know, it, it looks like, uh, th- some of these guys are going to be getting back out there and a uh, little, little, but a uh, little, it's going to get back to normal, knock on wood. And, um, and we could, uh, we could, uh, maybe have a vaccine and go back to, uh, the way things are and, and go to concerts and that aren't in a drive-in movie theater and, and go to wrestling events that aren't in an empty arena or a huge stadium with a huge outdoor venue with 500 fans, uh, which actually was very cool, sounded very cool. Uh, So kudos for AEW for pulling that off uh, in their outdoor venue. But um, let me know what you thought of the show. A little different vibe this week, different different, uh, energy. And uh, let me know if you like it. Let me know if you hated it. That's cool, too. You can let me know. I just thought I'd try something different. At David Penzer on Twitter, you can follow me and we could chat and uh, have a good old time. And um, and like I said, coming up here in the weeks to come, we're going to have Impact World Champion Eric Young. Uh, we are going to have AEW Colt Cabana from the Dark Order, I think. Uh, last I saw, it was his boss was not very happy with him, uh, Mr. Brody Lee. And, um, and like I told you, uh, the week before Bound for Glory, we will have... A true, a true free agent, and that doesn't happen very often in this business. But uh, the circumstances have led him to be able to get away with working for different companies. And um, I'm talking about EC3 is going to come on to tell his story and a lot more great stuff. If you have an idea for a guest, let me know on Twitter. And uh, once again, if you want a, if you if you've been staring at that logo. When you download City Ringside and you said, I love that logo with the microphone in the ring with the light on it. And I always needed to wear a T-shirt that had that logo. You could go to ProWrestlingTees.com backslash David Penzer and you could buy that T-shirt. But um, uh, like I said last week, it's an experiment to see if anybody gives a crap. Uh, I'm expecting nothing and hoping for the best. So we'd love for you to go check that out as well. Anyway, until next week, when we get back to our normal format, ladies and gentlemen, I'm David Penzer, still sitting at ringside. Stay safe. Follow David Penzer on Twitter at David Penzer. Also, make sure to follow the show on Twitter at Penzer Ringside. You've been sitting ringside with David Penzer on Radio Influence. This is an Ian Beckles flavor in your ear quick fix on Radio Influence. Every NFL team is going to find a different way to kind of get their message across about racial inequality. Yesterday, um, we had one team on the field. Kansas City was on the field. One guy knelt, and the Texans stayed in the locker room. Okay, that's, it's, that's a unified move. Then they all came out. 
Then they linked arms, and they linked it right across the football field. All one, black, white, didn't matter what nationality. We all linked arms. We're all one to booze from the stands. It's getting to a point now where people aren't happy with unity. So Colin Kaepernick can't kneel. That's You don't like that. Football players can't stand in arms. You don't like that either. So what you don't like is equality. And if you don't like equality, you're the problem. You can find Ian Beckles' Flavor in Your Ear on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, and RadioInfluence.com.